Hello, I'm Neil Aitchison and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. I've come along to the University Hospital in Coventry to talk about junior doctor's hours and the impact of working longer hours on patient care. By August 2009, junior doctors will be limited to working an average of 48 hours a week, compared to 56 at the moment, to comply with the European Working Time Directive, which was applied to junior doctors to help them get a reasonable amount of sleep and to improve patient care. The trust here is one of the largest teaching trusts in the UK and is the principal teaching hospital for Warwick Medical School, which trains about 200 doctors a year. With me is Franco Capuccio, who is a consultant physician and professor of cardiovascular medicine and epidemiology at Warwick Medical School, and leads a research group studying the health effects of a lack of sleep. He's completed a study which shows for the first time that working the shorter 48-hour week for junior doctors does not compromise patient safety. Franco, first of all, perhaps you can just explain to us, first of all, what is the, the, the principle that we're looking at here, that uh, it's the effect of working shifts and particularly working at night and how that affects performance. Yes, it has been known for many years through the industry mainly that people working shift, um, uh, shifts, particularly at night, uh, are more prone to uh, making errors because obviously they fall asleep or they get tired and fatigued. And, and there is a, a need to design the, the type of rotors and shifts around our natural biological clock to make us more likely to adapt to the changes in working demands during times where our body would like to sleep. Uh, the same happens to doctors. Um, tired doctors make mistakes as tired human beings make mistakes. And uh, one of the principles of the European Working Tire Directives was really um, to reduce the health and safety consequences of working long hours within the healthcare system. And what does your study show then in terms of sleep, of working the 48-hour the rotor? The first thing to appreciate is that we carried out the first ever uh, intervention study in the United Kingdom and probably in Europe to have an objective assessment of both the uh, work sleep patterns of junior doctors uh, adapting to a 48 hours a week rotor uh, and also to the effect on uh, patient safety directly. Uh, as far as um, the design of the rotor, we managed to design a rotor not only to cover 48 hours a week on average, but also to make sure that the shifts were organized in a way that were very much friendly with our biological clock to, to take doctors very nicely towards a natural adaptation to a night shift. The findings were that uh, the junior doctors uh, working the 48-hour week uh, tended to get more sleep, longer periods of sleep. Yeah, this is correct. Of course, we designed the rotor so that, particularly after an evening uh, shift, doctors would be given enough opportunity to catch up on sleep so to be ready for the following um, uh, duties. And in our study, we found that over the 12 weeks of the study, doctors who underwent the uh, intervention rotor, the 48 hours a week experimental rotor, slept on average uh, more than an hour longer 
than their colleagues after an evening shift, which added to more than eight hours per night. So doctors tended to get one hour sleep uh, more, but uh, that was even greater when they'd worked the, the night shift. Is that right? Yes, I think when we compare the 48 hours a week rota, when they, uh, after the evening uh, night shift, they slept about 8.3 hours on average. If we compare to the doctors after the night shift during the traditional rota, those doctors were sleeping less than six hours per night. So you are right. Comparing those two particular time frames of the rotors, yes, during the shorter rota, doctors after the night had almost three hours longer sleep than the correspondent doctor during the traditional rota. So, so the, the average was that they got sort of longer sleep, but uh, they got an even longer period of sleep uh, when they worked the, the night shift on this 48-hour week uh, compared to what they do at the moment. Exactly. I think they, they had more sleep and the opportunity to sleep longer when they needed most. And why was that? Because it's, uh, that doesn't naturally follow that you, you work uh, fewer hours in a week that you necessarily get a longer uh, time of sleep then. Why, why did we see that uh, effect then of the junior doctors uh, getting more sleep? Well, I think the reason for that is the way we designed the rotor in the first place. You can imagine you can fit the total number of hours of 40 hours per week, for instance, on average, in many different ways. And given the number of doctors we had, we had several different uh, ways of organizing the, the, the working times. The one principle, and, and our colleagues at Harvard Medical School were very uh, instrumental in that, with their knowledge of a chronobiology, was the designer rotor which will slowly bring your natural clock towards adapting to the night uh, time hours. So basically we had a few days of day shift, then adapting to a few days of what we called an evening shift, and then we had a few days of night shifts. This moving forward uh, would really move your biological clock towards adapting to the night shift. And also we limited the number of nights, uh, consecutive nights on call to a maximum of three compared to the previous uh, rota, which allowed a maximum of five uh, night shifts. Altogether, these will create opportunities for more sleep to be carried out after the night shift and also naps to be, to be taken before the night shifts. Uh, and one of the other sort of beneficial effects that you found was that uh, junior doctors tended to work uh, fewer, uh, vastly longer hours as a, as a result of working this rotor that you've designed. Yes, designing the, the, the rotor in this way also allowed uh, some anomalies to be uh, in part corrected. And when we talk about average hours of 56 hours or 48 hours, let's not forget that these are average hours, average usually over six months. They will still allow a, a wide range of um, shift of weeks uh, to be taken where, for instance, in the 56 hours per week rotor, doctors um, had worked up to 77 hours for particular weeks. Um, now, the proportion of uh, hours beyond 56 per week that each doctor had worked uh, was minimized or abolished in the 48 hours per week. To give an example, whilst in the 56 hours per week, there was about 23% of doctors working more than 12 hours shifts in one go. With the new rotor, only 2% worked more than 10 hours and none worked 12 hours shifts. 
this in itself is, is a clear message that the average does, may conceal a huge variation which still will lead to tiredness, fatigue, and uh, possibly mistakes made by tired doctors. So that's the, the pattern of sleep then. What uh, effect did you see on uh, errors that were committed by junior doctors? Well, this is another important area. Obviously, we have heard for a long time from different organisations leading to the implementation of European Working Time Directives, uh, uh, a number of concerns raised that a reduction in working hours will lead, amongst other things, to an inc uh, a worsening of patient safety, uh, uh, an impact on patient safety, a negative impact. The reason is, is, is made in a lot of anecdotes and, and uh, perception from different bodies that when you work less you may uh, impinge on continuity of care when doctors working shorter hours have to, to move out of their shift and, and somebody will take over the care of the patient and that will lead to more errors and, and worse patient care. But in fact, there is no evidence whatsoever directly to suggest that it is the case. Um, lots of studies have been carried out in the US to show, in fact, that the reduction of hours, admittedly on a much uh, larger scale from uh, over 80 hours to below 80, which is not, not applicable uh, to Europe any longer. Nevertheless, the reduction in hours has led to a significant reduction in medical errors in different specialties. So we took the chance to adapt some of those models to the UK setting with the help, as I said, of our colleagues in Harvard. And we are now providing the first direct evidence of the effect on medical errors. Uh, well, what does the study show then uh, on the effect on, on medical errors? Well, it's clearly there is no evidence in our study to suggest that a reduction in uh, uh, working hours to 48 hours a week uh, does compromise uh, patient care. If anything, in some areas of um, uh, potential adverse events that we picked up through the study, there was a dramatic significant reduction of about a third of uh, medical errors made throughout the 12 weeks um, uh, during the, the intervention rota compared to the traditional rota of 56 hours per week. So no compromised patient care, if anything, better care in the intervention group. And the actual sort of war figures uh, suggest that there was uh, quite a marked sort of reduction in errors. Yes, when we talk about errors, now just to reassure the public, uh, although doctors make errors as anyone else, the rate of serious errors was extremely low. So serious medical errors are rare in our NHS system. However, a number of other errors which might have the potential to become half harmful in certain circumstances are detected on a regular basis. When we compare those number of errors uh, between the traditional rota of 56 hours per week compared to the intervention rota of the new 48 hours a week, we found almost more than 30% reduction in the overall rate of potential uh, adverse events. To give an idea, most of those potential adverse events were eventually picked up by other members of the team. For instance, if you write a wrong drug on your chart, that is a potential adverse event. However, most of those are picked up by the pharmacist before discharge, so they never reach the patient. So those are errors within the system which the team was then putting right, but nevertheless were occurring as a result, possibly of tiredness of doctors. So the, so the majority of these errors are picked up 
uh, within the the system of sort of counter checks that that, that exists to do this very thing to, to pick up errors. You mentioned there the the pharmacist sort of error. What sort of errors are we talking about here then that uh, are made? Well, to give an example, uh, on discharge, a patient uh, might uh, need a discharge chart with drugs to take her home, and the doctor would fill in the form and the nurse will probably deliver it to the pharmacy for the patient to receive the drug to go home. Now, in, in some instances, uh, those drugs written on the discharge chart may be the wrong drugs to be given to the patient because, obviously, for a number of reasons, the doctor has written the wrong drug. Now, that was then picked up at the pharmacy level, so the pharmacist picked up that was the wrong drug and uh, checked with the doctor and dispensed the right drug to the patient. So the error never reached the patient, did not cause harm, but had the potential for causing harm. And these sort of errors we found were dramatically reduced in the intervention rota. Uh, and you say those have got a 30% reduction overall, but uh, in some other areas there was even an even more marked reduction. Yes, there was a, a, a more marked reduction in intercepted errors, the ones that were picked up by pharmacy. That's why I'm saying the pharmacy played an important role in that. Yes, in some areas we reach 80% uh, reduction in those type of errors uh, during the intervention road. So what does that imply then about uh, the effect on patient care? Yes, indeed. I mean, that really the first evidence directly uh, collected in NHS in the UK to, to, to demonstrate, and the least, at least in our setting of, of a, a general medical wards, that uh, there is no... Uh, compromise patient safety if we reduce the number of hours, provided you do it in the proper way. Uh, and I, I've explained why the rotor was designed in a way which was friendly to the biological clock. Um, and the measure of errors is one way to measure patient safety. So in other words, the, uh, we, um, 48 hours a week rotor does not compromise patient safety. If anything, may bring some benefit in some areas of medical errors as we picked it up. So why are doctors then making fewer errors? That They're just getting better quality and longer sleep? Yes, definitely we show that the doctors during the intervention rota get longer sleep, both in total and also at, at the critical time, having naps before the evening shifts and sleeping longer after the evening um, shift. And we believe from other studies carried out in the US and in the UK, that that increase in sleep directly leads to a reduction in daytime sleepiness, in fatigue, and an, in an increase in alertness. And all these will translate in, in, a less, in a reduced likelihood of making mistakes. Is that the, the key thing here then, is to try to tune the, the, the working time in with the, the human's natural uh, biological clock? This is absolutely the key thing to do. You can fit 48 hours in a week in many, many different ways. Uh, some ways would be detrimental uh, to the individual in terms of, of alertness, fatigue and sleepiness. Some others, like the one we employed, would be uh, going towards uh, uh, an adaptation of the biological clock towards the requirement for the night shift. This is very well known in industry. And of course, if you were to operate a very complex machinery at night, you would want somebody operating that machine to be perfectly awake whilst doing that for health and safety reasons. And that's exactly what it would apply to doctors. And there's been plenty 
of evidence across the industry to suggest that tired human beings make errors more often and in some areas of practice, like doctors of course, an error or a mistake can be fatal or vital, whereas in other professions may not be that much important. Well, what are the implications of your study then in introducing the, the shorter hours uh, in, in the health service? That, uh, um, Because as you say, there were great concerns that uh, that would uh, in fact reduce patient care. Yes, I, I think our study really addresses one specific issue and is to reassure the public and also the profession that does a bit reluctant to say that a reduction in hours per se does not compromise patient care. That does not mean that there are a number of uh, limitations to our study we need to be acknowledged. For instance, we looked at doctors within the general medical wards with a certain case mix and a certain uh, um, chance of errors being uh, made. But obviously, if you want to extrapolate, extend our results to, let's say, a surgical ward or during uh, acute medicine or A&E, may well be that there will be some adaptations to be made and I would call for studies of this kind in different disciplines to assess the impact on patient safety. The other limitation, of course, we are not addressing the fact that there were problems. Some of the doctors were not happy with the shorter hours. If you expect the same number of doctors to accomplish the same workload in fewer hours, obviously you are open to thinning down the presence of doctors in some parts of the day. And that's what happened in our study, where we did not increase the number of doctors. We only reduced the hours. So in some parts of the day, um, there were fewer doctors present than there should have been. And that led to some dissatisfaction or heavier workload to the actual doctors. So the recipe is obviously, if you want to squeeze the 48 hours a week with the same workload, you need to provide more doctors within the rotor to cover the same number of hours. And you say it's a lower level of doctors than there, than there should have been, but it's a lower level than there has been uh, up to now. That uh, Again, that didn't sort of affect patient care. Yes, it, it did not affect patient care, that's correct. Although it did affect the way doctors perceived and the stress and the, the satisfaction. And there was the other uh, concern from some uh, interviews we carried out with doctors on, on the chance of missing educational opportunities during this uh, reduction in working hours. So this is a recurrent theme when you ask doctors about this. The two points I want to raise, the first one, that the perceptions of a, a loss opportunities and impact on education of junior doctors has never been documented objectively, and I think I would call for research studies with measurable educational outcomes to document that that might be the case. On the other hand, if that was the case, the argument would be that we would have to change the environment within the NHS around this 48 hours a week rota. For instance, there are pilot studies uh, of hospital at nights where consultants rotate between day and night and ward rounds happen across uh, around the 24 hours. And also education is provided by multidisciplinary teams. So it's not just consultants providing education, but will be the pharmacists, the nursing staff and everyone else. And I think that is something that would require a more cohesive approach to NHS changes, not just the junior doctor's hours. What implications then does your study here, particularly looking at junior doctors, what implications does that have for, for other professions then perhaps? 
Well, it has been already uh, indicated for nurses. Nurses already work shift hours. There have been studies showing exactly what we show in junior doctors, that if tired nurses make mistakes. So that is well known. The implications for the NHS are large, particularly today, uh, where we, we just be celebrating 60 years of the NHS, and the government has just launched a, a, a call for a new reform of the NHS. We need to be innovative and try to see the way forward by reorganizing the NHS from consultants down to auxiliary nurses and so forth, so that everyone will support as a team a work across 24 hours. Does this have implications, though, for other uh, shift workers in, in sort of safety-critical uh, areas? Um, aviation is one that can spring to mind. Yes, they are already aware of these data. In fact, it is ironic that we in the healthcare system have uh, uh, taken the experience from the industry in the first place. The aviation industry is very aware of the impact, for instance, of tiredness and shift hours on pilots. Occasionally you hear the things some of the pilots are forced longer hours, but in reality, with a very limited uh, number of, of fatal mistakes in the aviation, you have to accept that the, the aviation industry is taking that very seriously. It's not at least forcing pilots to work longer hours than they should because their mistake will be fatal. There are other industries as well, as I said, the, industry, the car industry, for instance, where they have manufacturing under 24 hours rolling time. They have the same uh, concerns. They have addressed it in a way which has been conducive to, in general, solving the problem of tiredness in order to improve productivity. And remember, that not, is not only uh, improving health and safety for the worker, but will improve productivity. And that's been one of the carrot for the industry. Uh, a member of staff who's awake and vigilant will produce more and better than somebody who's tired and sleepy. I find that then, how do you plan to take this study forward? It is very important and now we are making it public to the NHS workforce um, um, meeting in London, which is the forum where things are being discussed. And in fact, decisions will have to be taken very soon. Uh, in reality, there, are some, uh, there is some resistance to adopting the 48 hours a week. And in some areas, there are calls for a moratorium or a postponement of, of the date. I think in reality there are many other projects which have been carried out over the last year in different hospitals in the country uh, to suggest that there are models to be followed up uh, to implement the 48 hours a week and the major impact for the government to appreciate is the employment of more workforce at the junior level uh, to cover for the shortfalls that the reduction in number of hours will have on the total number of hours of healthcare provided within teams. Thank you. Thanks very much.